Welcome to Clit Talk, the pleasure positive podcast. We are creators, leaders, innovators, and teachers redefining the word clit. Because guess what? It's not a bad word. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today. Yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk, talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. This episode is brought to you by Let's Get Checked and Foria Wellness. Hi, Clitorati. Are you ready for gender identity school? (laughs) This conversation continues to evolve and there's more and more to understand about the many identity spectrums we all live on. The title gay or lesbian is common knowledge at this point in the evolution of man, but in more recent historical developments, gender identity and all of its nuances have been put on the map and are starting to gain more and more interest from people searching for a more accurate way to describe themselves. Let's explore, shall we? We're lucky enough to have a recurring cast member, Daphne Willis, who identifies as a lesbian and is also gender fluid. In the last year, Daphne has discovered this new information and it has been eager to share. So welcome back, Daphne. What's up? Hey, we love you. Love you guys. I'm, I'm so excited and also kind of nervous to have this conversation because... I consider myself, you know, sex positive and pretty up with the trends. But I have to be honest, like this is a conversation that makes me a little bit nervous because I'm afraid to say the wrong thing. And I feel a little like this is a brand new subject for me, a little uneducated. So if you can, Daphne, like, first of all, thank you for just being willing to like educate all of us here. Even more reason to have the conversation, right? For yeah, sure. exactly. Exactly. So like, here we are. We have clit talk and I'm like, oh, we've never talked about gender. identity. I mean, we've we've had a trans guest on before, but this is a very different conversation. Um, so if we could just start off, can you just kind of explain to us the difference between gender identity, sexual identity, like sexual preference and assigned gender? Because they're, to my understanding, they're sort of three different things, right? Yeah, so, and and to your point, like, you know, to be completely honest, this last year has been incredible for me because I didn't even really understand it myself until about a year ago when I was having a conversation with somebody else and they were talking about it. And I was like, wait a second, what is this? You know, and mm. asked all these questions and, Then I read some things and I was like, wait a second, that's fucking me. Like, I could not, I can't tell you how, like, what a mind trip it was to just basically have so many of my experiences laid out in front of me like that, you know. Um, Having the words for things is really, really empowering. So it's been a great year. And I've So this is like a relatively sort of new discovery for you. Well, it's kind of a new thing too, you know, like yeah. I feel like, I mean, not, not gender fluidity, but the, the language and the acceptance of it as a, even like a, you know, I hate to say it, but like a category that we're, you know, we could be in, you know, cause we like to categorize ourselves so fucking much. Yeah. Um, Please put me in a box. 
so yeah, I can understand. Put me in a box. So I, and I never give saw me, my. Give me some definitions so that yeah. I can find myself. Yeah. And I grew up never seeing myself in movies, never seeing myself in TV shows or mm. in pop culture. And so it never, and I always like hung with the guys and I always hung with the girls, but it was never like totally, you know, co like a hundred percent one way or the other. And I was always kind of living in this, like, I, and I still do kind of operate in this weird no man's land. Mm. And it's really interesting because I relate to women because I love my female body, female, female body, but like, I'm not a hundred percent you know, attached to that. And I'm also a lesbian. So like my straight girlfriends, all of dick, you know, and I don't. So, and then guys, you know, I relate to them a ton, um, both in how I feel mentally and, and just, I think from a characteristic standpoint, but I don't have a penis and I don't want one, not the kind that is attached to my body anyways. So... <laughs> It's um it it was really really interesting <laughs> to hear that there is some there's a word for it and that there's a whole you know very very small percentage of the population but there's other people out there that have had the same experiences and feel the same way mm. um and that kind of leads to your first question I guess which is um the differences so you know I think the the most obvious one to me is assigned sex. So I'm a girl because I was born a girl and that's the anatomy that I have. And then my gender identity is the way I feel in my head and the way I um, relate to the world and the way I see myself in the world and the way I interact with the world. And then my sexual preference is what I like. My sexual identity is what I like. So if I like women or I like men or I like both or I like BDSM or I like, you know, quote unquote vanilla sex, whatever you want to, that's yeah. just your preference, your sexual preference. Yeah, we, so I, we had we had a, a therapist on one time and she put it in the most simplest way that we all loved. It was like sexual identity is who you want to kiss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, and sexual identity and, you and sexual preference are like the same thing. Like those are yeah, interchangeable. Yeah, they are. And okay. and so you you could be, um, you know, I could be a transgender um, woman who, or a transgender man who is attracted to men. So I could be like a a woman who's transitioning into a man, but I'm attracted to men as a gay man. But but with Whoa. the trans community, mm-hmm. isn't that somewhat offensive, right? If they've transitioned, then they really want to be identified as whatever they've transitioned to. So sure, they're not gay then, they, right? Well, they are. So if I transitioned into as into a man, but I like to have gay sex with men as a man, I would be, that's totally a, like a right, normal right. Like if you were thing, born right. a woman and you transitioned into a man, you'd be a man. But I'm saying, let's say if someone was born a man, but they transitioned into a woman, mm-hmm. they would not be considered gay because they now identify as a woman if they're trans, right? Well, if they like, so if if they like men, right then okay. they're straight because they're a woman who has sex with. But if they, it was a man transitioned into a woman 
who was having sex with women as a lesbian, I'm saying they're interchangeable. So you can identify as whatever you want and you can have the sexual preference of whatever you want. So, but how is it determined? Is it determined by what you feel in your mind or is it determined Mm -hmm. by what's in between your legs? So that's the difference between gender identity and gender and assigned gender. Okay. Because I've never felt like I want to be, I feel like I'm in the right body. Like I like my vagina, like my tits, like, like all of it, you know, I don't want a penis, but sometimes I feel like a guy and Mm. I can't really describe it in any other way, which is why I want to have the interview that we're going to have on the next episode. Um, because I think it's really interesting and I know I've been in relationships where it's definitely like come out more and been more, um, you know, freely, I'll just switch back and forth. To be honest, sometimes I'm just more, I feel more like a dude and sometimes I just feel way more feminine and some it's even my posture. It's the way I talk. It's my tone. It's my clothing. Sometimes I dress way more feminine and sometimes I dress way more masculine. It's the way I walk. It's like how I think. Sometimes I just think more in a aggress- aggressive kind of primal um, way. And then sometimes I'm, I'm just a lot more pensive and contemplative and um, I pull back and I want to like, you know, really assess and just a little bit more receiving and thoughtful you know, is the only way that I could really describe it. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask the politically incorrect question, right? So, okay. I guess I have three questions. First of all, (laughs) is, is Dyke considered offensive? Secondly, is, is, you know, oh, you're just a a Dyke, is Dyke, is Dyke, is Dyke lesbian, like kind of an old paradigm and like, what's the difference between just like a masculine lesbian and someone who is non-binary? Um, well, I think it depends on who you're talking to, because I know I personally, I would be offended if somebody used the word dyke that I like didn't really know and that I just didn't really think really gave a fuck mm-hmm. or like was trying to be sensitive in any way, shape or form right. to that experience. Well, because I feel like that's um, butch, been like a t- that's been like a term to like yeah, butcher dyke is kind of like a, a a term to like describe a more masculine lesbian. But is that offensive? It depends. I mean, it's really honestly, it's like I, I, I always thought I it was a, a derogatory so, term. It is a derogatory yeah. term, and a lot of people are very very offended by it, mm-hmm. and a lot of people really aren't. A lot of people, like a lot of lesbians, use it. A lot of lesbians make fun of, like we make fun of ourselves, like, um, just like everybody else does. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it really just depends on the company, and I think it depends on the context, and um, I think for just for safety's sake, if you're having a conversation with somebody else, I would definitely use the term like, you know, a more masculine identifying lesbian Got or it. a more feminine okay. identifying lesbian would be the correct, like very safe way to say that. So don't so say, so don't say butch and lipstick lesbian. That's not cool. I mean, 
if you're out with friends, yeah, say yeah. that. I say lipstick lesbian all the time. Yeah. Like, okay. It's got a nice Whatever. alliteration. Like, <laughs> lipstick <laughs> lesbian. What kind? And I say, I say butch Hot. lesbian all the time. Like I, but I'm also a lesbian. So I get a little right. bit more. And some lesbians okay. that are listening right now are probably like, God, she's so disrespectful to lesbians. <laughs> and, no. Oh, no. Not oh I'm, I'm fully aware. I'm fully oh, aware that I am asking police. all the inappropriate questions right now. I'm willing to be the dumb. No, dumb. this is great. <laughs> like, well, I got. No, so I actually want to sh- like let me because I'm like actually nervous to talk about it because I don't want to be offensive. But technically, I'm I'm uh, I uh, I'm seeing someone in the quarantine who's a more masculine lesbian. Mm-hmm. And uh, I masculine just- lesbians, if I was gonna be attracted to anyone, is what I'm attracted to. We know that. We know that. Yeah, yeah. And this is actually my friend. My friend who is married uh, has a girlfriend, and this is this is her girlfriend. And she actually was like, when I first met her, she's like, "Yes, my like super hot like butch lesbian girlfriend." Like I'm like, "Fuck yeah, she's so hot." And then you know we've been <laughs> I've been working them for like a year, and I got lonely in quarantine, and I was like, "Fuck, I need some." You're doing it responsibly. Thank just you. for our listeners. You are you're quarantining with them so that you can exactly. be with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's from Nurse Katie's lips. Okay. So I it's My like, mom was not happy when she thought you were doing orgies during No, I haven't been. I've been have I've been having a I've she been, called me. Dude, oh my God. <laughs> I have been abstinent. She was Jesus. I love that your mom your listened mom to the episode and she was like, Katie, you need to stop sugar from having orgies. This is inappropriate. <laughs> she was. She's like, she's being irresponsible. I was like, mom, no, That's she didn't ridiculous. actually, she was joking. She's like, I don't think she was. And I was like, she was joking. Oh, fuck. God, your mom, I have a I reputation with your mother. Katie gets shit on your behalf, sugar, because of the podcast. I know. I'm sorry, Katie. <laughs> Katie, I, in advance, I apologize for all the times that you you know, had to do this and will have to continue doing this. It's really the only time she's ever, she okay. loves everything else. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, totally. It's res- I love so your super mom. responsible. Shout out to and, um, I know she's the best. <laughs> I'm not going to say hey, her Pat. name. Hi, Katie's mom. I haven't met say. you, but hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Sorry uh, I interrupted you. It's all good. It's just, um, well, first of all, um, it's fucking awesome to just share this um, and have like words to it because I would have just uh, because there's no maliciousness behind it to my friends been like, oh, my God, I'm banging the hottest butch lesbian chick ever out of the that's the only word I know to use. Right. And there's no mm. malintent there. But anyways, I like what you said. And I like that. I'm that's how I shared this is, you know, a more masculine uh, lesbian. And the other thing I kind of want clarity on, because I notice I say this when I'm with women. I see myself as a lesbian. There's no like hmm. bisexual. I don't feel bisexual. I actually don't even feel. I only feel bisexual when I'm like in an orgy with like co-ed. Like and co-ed that's the orgy. thing is I don't feel like either. Like I was trying to describe like sometimes I feel like a little more one or the other. Sometimes I feel like both. And But most of the time I don't feel like either really. I just don't even really understand like, you know, I just... Yeah, it's very interesting. And I think it's the same with sexuality. I think what it comes down to is that we all live on this, all kinds of different spectrums, all of us, about everything, about our likes and dislikes and our identities and our... And they change and they fluctuate and they, you know, are dependent upon environmental factors and genetic factors. And um, I think it's all a spectrum, all of it. Mm. 
I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's also interesting, right? Because I, I would say that I dance on the Kinsey scale. And for the listeners who don't know what the Kinsey scale is, it's like one end of the Kinsey scale is you're completely heterosexual. And the other end of the Kinsey scale Mm -hmm. is you're completely homosexual. And I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't know exactly where I am. But for me, I've really come to a place where I kind of fucking hate labels. I don't want to be labeled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like I'm hearing it differently for you, Daphne. You found like a real empowerment in maybe it's not a label, but the identification. Can you maybe speak to that? Like, what do you consider yourself? Like, yeah, no, it's been crazy because like, I've, yeah. I just am, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, how I'm I just, feel. I'm like, I just, I'm just, just, am, I'm just who know, I fucking like I just am. am. Like, yeah. I don't need to really, but it was interesting to hear just the different experiences and hear more about it because it helped me kind of understand myself better um, or like understand my not self better. I don't even really know what that means, but yeah. Um, so does the does I, the label does the label empower you, or is it just like the knowledge that I'm not alone? Is kind of what I'm hearing. I think it's more like having a word for it yeah, is okay. just okay. way less scary than like I'm a weirdo and nobody knows what's you know nobody yeah. really I don't know what I am like I'm just you know something but I'm not I'm not that and I'm not that and I'm not that and I'm not that so I don't really understand how I'm supposed to fit in I don't understand how to relate to anybody in certain ways really don't like I really don't relate to people in certain ways and I really do in others um and then the other thing is like it's been really interesting because I'm like it's like this weird no man's land where, you know, I don't want to go all like fucking like feminist rant, but, you know, we live in a patriarchal society, clearly. Right. Okay. Can I say right. that? We've okay. said that many times. So, because I don't fit into a patriarchal society, I don't have to like play any fucking games with men most of the time. Mm. Most of the time, like as soon as I start talking and especially in like a business situation, the guys relax because they know that I'm not fucking like part of this little fucking game. Same with women. I'm not part of this little fucking game. Like, so I'm just... Wait, what little not fucking as game? Threaten- I'm not as threatening. The game of like... Oh, well, I just feel like men are always, they have an insecurity about what they're supposed to present themselves as to women. And they, there's the other way around where women are, you know, somewhat insecure with each other in new, in new situations, especially in work situations where I find myself like writing with a group of women or writing with a group of men. Or whatever. I think that I think it's just more to do with insecurities and more to do with like people feeling judged, more to do with people feeling like they're supposed to be a certain way, like in any interaction with a new person, they're supposed to like present themselves as a man or present themselves as a woman. And because I don't really present myself as either, I think that it 
changes like a lot of like my interactions in the world. You know, it's really fascinating that you say that because I'll just share like vulnerably, like when I first heard like, oh, we want to include another like musician slash singer on the show. My ego initially was like, no, fuck that. I'm the singer. But it's the moment I met you, I was just like, oh no, this is a fucking dope human being that I want in my life. Like, and I don't know if that's a you phenomenon. I think it might be a you phenomenon, but maybe there is no, like an element from, of because like- of the patriarchal society, yeah, women I are I think that's exactly that. Yeah, women, women compete with one another because yep. of the patriarchal society. Yep. And there we was have been nothing- to compete. Yeah, there was nothing. Like as soon as I met you, there was literally nothing in my space. I was just like, Right. This is a dope human being that I want in my life and I want to be a part of this because she's amazing. And there was literally nothing in, there was no competition in your space and it immediately like melted anything that was in my space, which was really actually a profound yeah, and I don't beautiful have that, experience. Yeah. Literally, and I know exactly yeah. what you're talking yeah. about because I've talked to my friends about it. And I've also overheard so many like locker room conversations where women are like, talking shit about each other mm. and like I'm just yeah, like no. whoa like I don't need I have no idea where you know where I, I just don't have that in me and I don't have it on the guy's side either you know it's a little bit different you really you really don't and 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 it's it was a really profound and beautiful experience for me to have to have that experience because it opened up me to being like I want to be like that too for other humans whether it be man or woman or non-binary or whatever, you know, like you inspired me to be like, wow, Daphne is just so fucking accepting is what I got. Like what the the energy that I felt from you. Yeah. Thanks for that. I have to echo that. (laughs) Yeah. Say no to women talking shit about other women. Yeah. It's just called hashtag mean girl behavior by Regina Thomas shower. Like she coined that and talks about it in pussy reclamation. Oh yeah. True. We talked about it with Abby Chatfield too. It's like, it's just, it's not, it's not cool. No. And it's very normal. Like it's kind of like the automatic response. So, um, I want to get encouraged. It is. It kind of helps you like claw through life. Well, and you know? it's not that I wanted to, it's not that I wanted to, it's not that I'm even that way, but it was, it was because of my conditioning. It was the fear. Yeah, exactly. It was the fear. And then exactly. when I realized exactly. that that wasn't there, I was like, oh, cool. We can just be ourselves. I'm so grateful that you like <laughs> said that because I wish everybody could acknowledge that, that it's an accept, like just let it, be because it's not your fault that you're like that. We're all like brought up in yeah. this, you know, this way. And we're really taught from a young age to be like, like this or like that and put ourselves in a box. Hey there, Clitorati. It's Katie. So you all know I'm a nurse and Clit Talk for me is a health conversation. I really want to take a minute to share a product with you that has made a huge difference in my life. Foria Wellness Awaken CBD Lubricant. Remember that. I use it multiple times per week and this is coming from the woman who never used to masturbate. Not only has it enhanced my new masturbation lifestyle, it's eased the pain I used to have during sex and my husband is super happy because our bedroom play is so much more fun. So I personally reached out to Foria Wellness to see if they would partner with Clit Talk and they were an overwhelming yes. 
So now you can get a discount on their fabulous products by going to our brand new pleasure store at clittalkshow.com. All their products are there. And if you're interested in trying them out for yourself, use the discount code clittalk10 for 10% off your purchase. I can't recommend them enough. So do yourself a favor and get your pussy high. What is it that has you feel whole identifying with both? Um, I've been in relationships where I wasn't really encouraged to be both. And I was kind of put into a role. Got it. And that was not fun for me. And I definitely noticed that I was killing a part of myself and that Mm -hmm. I wasn't myself. I wasn't expressing myself fully. And, you know, it's like the the cousin you don't talk about or something mm. like that. Yeah, like mm. there's this part of yourself that you're but shutting down. But he's there. Down. Yeah, you just shut it down. Are you? Mm-hmm. So what is it like, like take me into like a day in the life. Like what is it like to be gender fluid? Like really? Yeah, it's, it is really interesting because people, I think, like you said, like I was saying, you just kind of, there's not as much uh, formality, I guess, in my daily interactions um, because I don't really understand them very much. And I don't really feel like, I don't feel like I belong in them. Like, I feel like if I played the part of a woman out in the world, it wouldn't work or it would feel really weird. Or if I was just a guy out in the world, it would feel really weird. So I just kind of don't like adhere to those things. And I think honestly, like it's, I mean, it's not that different. I don't think it's like I go around and I'm like some sort of an alien. No, but- so I'm all, I'm, what I'm hearing is like, there's almost this third category. It's like, you're not a man, you're not a woman. You're, are, you're gender fluid and there's this third category that you get to sort of like live in that feels really like your truth. Yeah. 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 And it's, and it's totally like kind of off on its own. Yeah. And when I'm like, say like I get in an elevator with, you know, a, a there's a bunch of dudes, I can like totally bro it out. And then like, that's easy. And then, but if I get in an elevator with a bunch of women, I can totally like check it out. And then that's cool too. So it's also like very circumstantial that way. I've also noticed this is interesting. And my girlfriend and I were talking about this. um, And she is amazing and really encourages me to explore this, which has been incredible. Um, But she and I noticed this too, but if I have a writing session with, and like there's going to be another girl there that I don't know, I will dress a little bit more femme to like, just kind of like ease it out a little bit Mm. so I don't show up like totally like, but if I'm writing with a bunch of dudes, I'll just be a fucking dude for the day. Like it's really interesting, but I love my girl. Like I love my girl time. Like I love being a girl and especially like sexually, it's very different. Like when I'm in either mode. So how do you feel that can change when you show up to hang out with us? Kind of more like a girl, (laughs) but there have definitely been conversations where, you know, where it comes out, but way more like 
barely okay. for sure. So this may- unless we're talking about strap-ons, and then, I just <laughs> and then, then you're like, like you know, oh my hey god, you have a lot of information about strap-ons. I love it. I mean, I know you've had like this has been a journey for you to figure this out, and I'm just kind of like, it almost sounds kind of fun to live that way. Like I just imagine me waking up. If I decided, like, if this was my life and I would have half of my wardrobe, very feminine clothes, yep. and the other half, like, yep. very masculine exactly. clothes. Exactly. <laughs> wake That's up. my closet. It's like, what do I feel like wearing? I have lace. I have, like, light lacy things. And then I have, like, fucking kicks and, like, ripped up jeans and, mm-hmm. like, boxer shorts. And then I have, like... You know, yeah, I have like literally everything in my well, closet. Well, and and then yeah. the flip side of that is like, yeah, it sounds really enticing in your own home, but the second you decide to dress something that the patriarchal society doesn't accept, and you walk outside of your house, everything that you oh, everything totally, that yeah. you have to do, yeah. like it sounds like fun until you have to actually deal with the outside world's perspective yeah, of you and, all and that the shit judgment. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. you live in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even imagine if you lived in other parts of the world or even this country. Like, it's... Well, Nashville, you know, I lived yeah, in Nashville. Yeah, she used to live in Nashville. Yeah. That was not, you know... I, I, went, I moved to Nashville from Chicago. Chicago's so, like, gay-friendly, queer-friendly. And then I moved to Nashville and I didn't even really realize... Mm-hmm how it's, you know, a lot farther than the rest of that state is, but it's still really red there. And I mean, I definitely dealt with people fucking being assholes. I mean, people yell stuff at you out of the wow. car. People will, like people, th- someone threw something at me at a bar, like Whoa. threw a fucking bottle at me at a bar. Jesus. Yeah, it's just really <laughs> well, shitty. Well, and it's like... Because they... They feel like their way of life is being insulted because they just don't understand. They feel like it's almost like they it qu- makes them question their own stuff. Sense of well, self. it's like some Sense people are just mm. so cannot handle being uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable, being uncomfortable right, exactly. right. makes some people angry, which is so sad. Yeah. Hmm. It makes them yeah. scared. Yeah. yeah which makes, true. which, which, you know, anger is a much easier emotion to mm-hmm. express than fear and sadness yeah. and grief. True. So often, especially men automatically will go to anger yep. instead of sadness. So, and instead of sadness. Exactly. And yeah, and but, uh, aggression and physical, you know, Oh my god! Well, I'm so I'm sorry. So angry. Let me tell you, <laughs> I am an angry, and it's sadness. And anytime, anytime I see someone who's like angry and like just like fuck you or to whatever, they're just like and not accepting of. You just see like this, like sad, like a wounded child. Yeah, you know, just yeah. I've heard right? someone said anger is sadness's shield. It is. You know? totally. It is. Totally. To be vulnerable armor, really armor. takes effort, and I think practice and you know, tools in your daily life to be able to and be in strength, a vulnerable state. To be honest, like, yeah. you know, it is way stronger to be fucking vulnerable than it is not to yeah, be. Yeah, it takes fucking courage sure. to be vulnerable. Like Brene fucking Brown says, like, have the yeah. courage to be... I love, I love Brene Brown! Have the courage to be fucking vulnerable. Well, yeah. But like, you know right. what's interesting is this uh, generation that's like after me, you guys, way after me. Oh, you're not the youngest generation anymore? Apparently not. Uh... <laughs> 
No, there's there's way more advanced <laughs> aliens out there now. So, no, my Super sister. Generation A. How does that oh, feel? Shit. He's nine sugar. months old. Slutty, slutty sugar. Well, I, I will say it feels like they're like one up, one level woker than all of us because... I know they're he's gonna be so, so fucking gender fluid. <gasps> yeah, like that. They're like, wait, it's not normal to be ge- you're not normal to be gender fluid. They're like, oh, look at that, like totally unwoke person who is not. <laughs> you identify as that's what one gender. What the fuck is wrong with you? Exactly, <laughs> like- exactly. No, that's what I'm seeing. My sister and her boyfriend. She's like, yeah, we're both like kind of gender fluid. This is also in Los Angeles, which like our podcast is listened to worldwide. I would not say it's like that in Michigan or Ohio. Or Minnesota or Maryland, where I'm from. It's definitely not like that. Where I grew up outside of Chicago, it was definitely not like that. Like it was crazy that I was like, you know, gay to my close friends in high school. Like that was crazy, you know. So with this other, this younger younger generation, um, statistically, like around uh, just the United States, um, a lot more, uh, you know, the research that's out there is showing like people are uh, of this generation are m- more really identifying as gender fluid uh, statistically than any other generation prior. Um, it's almost like trendy. I hate to like bring it down to that, but it's almost nor it's it's like you can see the scale of normalization. Not that it's normalized in any means, and you know other states, uh, but there is a, there is some sort of shift that that's happening here. So that's really interesting to me to to look at. Um, and I I what I see with my sister and and her boyfriend because I mentioned that they she 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 told me like really casually she's like yeah we're, we're both gender fluid. I'm like. I wanted to make it a bigger deal of a conversation than it was. I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Do you know what that means? You know what you're saying? Like, I was almost like I was where she was just like, I'm just gender fluid. And it was in a conversation. It wasn't. And that to me was like, oh, yeah, you fucking are. I got it. I got it. No question. Yeah, I think it just means that you don't really like feel like you need to adhere to either that identity, either identity. And I wanted to add to that, though, because what's interesting is now there's all this parenting stuff coming out about raising your kids gender fluid. Well, my fucking parents gave me and my brother, I have an older brother, they gave both of us G.I. Joes and they gave both of us Barbies. So they let us both play with all the toys. There were no color schemes. We both did ballet. We both played hockey. We both did like, uh, you know, whatever. We both did theater. We both did soccer. Like, karate and yoga and like everything was kind of equal and my brother totally is a man identifying man straight guy um and then I ended up being you know gender fluid which is really interesting because and I think that I never I think it really helped me a lot in the long run because I never felt like my from my parents that I was being made to choose from my from my parents. Like, they never guided me into one way or the other. Like, they just kind of let me do whatever I was going to do. And not only that, but they gave me opportunities to try things that were, like, guy sports or guy things. Like, I got to do all the guy things. Mm. On a very small scale, I ran into something like this with Cooper the other day where I ordered toothbrushes from Amazon. Well, I thought I ordered one toothbrush 
It didn't ask me what color, but it sent me a bag of baby toothbrushes and they were all different colors, but they were clearly some were to me, like were for boys, like the Mm -hmm. blue and green ones. And then there were the purple pink ones. Exactly. There was no yellow, no like pink and green or, you know, and it was kind of like my initial or orange. And my initial thought was like, oh, I'm going to put the girl ones away for when we have a girl. And then I'm going to use these ones for Cooper. I'm like, wait a minute should I give Cooper the pink one? Or like, am I going to be influencing him in some way? Like I literally had, because I knew we were doing this episode and it was so, it's like such a small scale, but it it really like had me think of, I don't want to influence him. I want him to just be like who he is. So what do I, what what color toothbrush do I get? The thing is, is that no matter what you do, when he goes to school, he's going to be influenced by everybody at school. Right. And I, I think, like, unfortunately, there's there's that. But at the same time, like we Madison said, it's just getting more and more acceptable. And as a parenting thing, I think it's getting more and more acceptable to raise your kids in a more neutral way so that they can make their own kind of preferences in that way. And, you know, I but I don't know. Like, I'm not a parent. So I just was raised by parents who raised me gender fluid. And as a gender fluid person, I'm really, really grateful for that because I never felt like I was being forced to do do anything that I just really didn't want to do or wasn't comfortable doing. And I have like done things that I don't feel comfortable doing, like because it's either too masculine or too feminine. Uh, Like I don't like to be too masculine and I don't like to be too feminine. I don't like being like on the extreme of either side of that spectrum. Yeah. So instead of a gender reveal party, it should be called an assigned gender reveal party. Or just a, or just yeah. a okay, the baby's... <laughs> or a genital party. Yeah, or no, just like too, a... I'm sorry. Or just I a cock know. and pussy Genitals. party. Here's our baby. <laughs> For yeah, a baby? Party. Or just super a party, politically like, incorrect. A baby party. <laughs> or it could just be like, okay, clit so- or dick, <laughs> place your bet. Clit or dick. Clit or dick. Oh, we got a clit. <gasps> it's a clit, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's a clip. It's a clip. So, on a more serious note, Daphne, I have a friend, a distant friend, whose daughter has since been shunned from the family after she decided she's going to transition to be a man. And um, my friend has a younger kids, and she doesn't want them to be around her anymore. And I. Th- I would think that I'm the only person doing this show and having these conversations of being open. I think I'm the only one who would maybe ever say something to create some sort of bridge so that maybe it could it maybe it could be possible for them to have a relationship and not feel so threatened by her very brave courageous decision to transition and to stand up for who how she's felt that her entire life. Yeah. Which um so do you have any advice for me on like what I could say or how to approach the conversation? I would, you know, raise it as maybe you're just concerned for her as well, because, you know, I think when you're raising kids like that, you know, raising kids to be afraid of something like that, unless she's insulting them, like using drugs or, you know, you could put it to her like, well, is she doing this or that? Or is she doing this? Like, well, it Mm -hmm. sounds like she's a pretty nice person. 
So I'm not really sure, you know, it really depends on your relationship with the person. To yeah. be completely honest, like, I probably am not the right person to ask because my stance is, like, I would reach out to the daughter and ask her if she needs some support from her mm. family because the family may or may not change their minds. And mm -hmm. it may end up, you know, you. it depends on the relationship you have. But from my point of view, like, I've always been better off walking away from anybody, family or not, who has a problem with who I am as a person and is going to take away my, you know, my self-confidence and my sense of self and like my sense of having a purpose in the world and is going to, you know, bring fear and like hate into my life. I'd rather not be around it. I think you should ask her if her yeah. kid's okay and not ask her if she's okay. To respond to um, what you said, Daphne, I think that now that I've said it out loud, because I wasn't planning on saying this in this episode, I actually didn't even think about it, which is crazy. But um, I think reaching out to her and seeing yeah. if she needs any support and if she's interested in having an open conversation or just support from me, you know? Yeah, exactly. That That's I have the show and, then and it, what you is know, your she mom going to do? Like, yo, I, will re I reached out to her because I'm concerned because she looks like she needs some help or support or she's yeah, having she a hard like she time. Help. <laughs> right. So, re yeah. So reach out to her because, you know, and then then if her mom reaches out, I mean, when someone reaches out to your kid because they need help, mm -hmm. because they're, you know, having a hard time at home, like that will change the weight, I think. I mean, if I was a parent, right. someone reached out to my kid that I knew because they were in a situation where, you know, they were being isolated like that. I just. Yeah. I yeah. Know. Thank you. But it's a touchy. That. That's a fucking touchy subject, man. I know. That's, I, I, that's why I haven't gotten involved. When I was I in high school, forgot about it. I had a friend stay. I had a friend live with me, my best friend, because his dad kicked him out for being gay. Jeez. And he lived with, he lived in my house yeah. for two years. Wow. Well, um, I really just, I really thank you, Daphne, for being willing to have such an open, candid conversation with us and educating us in, um, I think, something that's, that not many people are educated on. And I think we touched on a lot of really important things, you know, what it is like to experience it. How can we support people in our communities and, and how do we be more um, open and accepting and really just, you know, educated about this, this way of life, which is just as valid as any other way of life. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah. And thank you for, you know, bringing this to us. And I've definitely learned a lot this episode as I'm sure Sugar and Katie have as well. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely and, have. Um, I did too. I'm they, keeping me right. Oh, I am too. Yeah. I feel it. Like cool. You know, me too. I was like, man, making them was really eye opening for me too. Like it's been. <laughs> yeah. It's well, been and great. I feel like this is definitely a subject that we will, we will talk about more moving forward and continue oh, to yeah. expand on and continue just because the commitment of the show is no shame in, in anything, right? Like no shame in who you are, what you want, what you believe and being able to fully stand powerfully in who you are, even if it's outside of 
quote-unquote social norms or the patriarchy or whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. So thank you for, you know, just enlightening us in um, something that's a relatively new conversation. And I'm really happy that we were able to have this. And thank you for being here. It's never wrong to ask the question. If it's an honest, if it's an honest question and your intentions are good, you should always ask because on the other side of that, it feels great to be acknowledged and to like have somebody actually like want to know, Yeah, you know? And with that being said, Clitorati, we love you and we will see you next Tuesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Clit Talk. Be sure to visit clittalkshow.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at clittalkshow for your clit fix in between episodes.